Preface Adultery is a brainless act, soul-destroying, self-destructive. Expect a bloody nose, a black eye, and a reputation ruined for good. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 32-33 through 33, The Message Because of my love for nature, I have been a long-time admirer of National Geographic. For over 30 years, I have been a committed reader of its magazine and a loyal devotee of its television station. My particular fascination is geographic landscapes and wild animals, their characteristics and how they interrelate. One basic thing I've realized is that nearly all of the wild animal's time is spent pursuing two things, food and sex, in that order. Fighting to the death is not uncommon with some animals, including elephants, hippos, lions, and most of the big cats. The animals are constantly fighting for mating rights, and in their world, might is right. They are in most cases territorial and will do anything to protect their territory, which defines access to the two most important things in their lives. Human beings, in their natural, carnal, and unregenerate state, are not much different from these animals. The natural man is equally enamored with both survival and sex. The Bible says, But these, like the natural brute beast made to be caught and destroyed, speak evil of the things they do not understand, and will utterly perish in their own corruption, and will receive the wages of unrighteousness, as those who count it pleasure to carouse in the daytime. They are spots and blemishes, carousing in their own deception while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery, and that cannot cease from sin, enticing unstable souls. They have a heart trained in covetous practices and are accursed children. Second Peter chapter 2, verses 12-14, through 14, New King James Version The difference between man and wild beast seems to be that with our more advanced intelligence and sophistication. We appreciate the fact that actions have consequences. We know that the impact of unregulated lust could be drastic and devastating to the things that we hold dear. Even then, all too often, many still fall into the natural and default position, which is primordial and animalistic. Falling into sexual sin is rarely sudden. Usually it is a slow, gradual, and steady process that starts almost imperceptibly. The gradual nature, by which starts as a mere look, degenerates into what can sometimes be a destiny-altering action, provides both an opportunity and a challenge. Opportunity because at any of the stages of this gradual degeneration to the cesspool of sin, you have a chance to pull back. Challenge because its slow and gradual nature gives you a false sense of security and invincibility until you cross the point of no return. A study of the life of King David provides an apt background for the message of this audiobook. His rags-to-riches story, his ascension from obscurity to prominence, and his enviable legacy that ended up being tarnished by the adultery he committed with Bathsheba, coupled with the schemes and subterfuge he engaged in to cover his tracks, provide an excellent opportunity to learn how not to behave when success comes. Success can be intoxicating, and power can corrupt. It turns out that in the Bible, David was not alone in being sexually indiscreet. He had company in Reuben, the firstborn of Jacob, Sansom, a promiscuous judge in Israel, and several others who messed up what would otherwise have been a wonderful testimony and a great life. In the ignoble hall of fame of the sexually indiscreet can also be counted King David's firstborn, Amnon, who raped his half-sister.
Solomon, who started well but whose heart was turned away from God by his 1,000 women, and several others. Sexual indiscretion in the Bible is not limited to only individuals either. The perverted act of a city in Benjamin and the inglorious actions of the twin cities of Sodom and Gomorrah all had devastating consequences. While there is no verifiable evidence that aristocrats, whether traditional or economic, are more apt to be sexually indiscreet, the prominence of these members of high society allows their indiscretions to stand out more. In the contemporary time and environment, there is hardly a week during which news of one sexual scandal or another does not break. If it is not that one priest has been ousted for sexually abusing teenage children, it will be a prominent head of a multilateral organization being accused of groping a hotel maid and being sued for sexual harassment. One week it may be that a respected politician is found to be living a double life, vociferously condemning adultery while being neck deep in it. Another week it may be that a married time.